What up, survivors? Welcome to D180, the horror movie podcast, taking you on a ride. I'm AJ. And I'm Johnny. And we are finally at the final movie for our January theme, Manny's Gone Wild. And we are finally getting into our first paranormal activity movie. You know what? Like our first year we did lost and found footage. I wanted to throw one in there, but I was just like, no, it's too early. And I just feel like it's so many other things I could throw paranormal activity movies in. But I felt like this one, Grandma Lois, girl. I don't want to give my feelings away right now about her. <laughs> I don't know if Grandma Lois is anything. Like, um, shit, who do we just look at? I think you could compare her to um, Ellen. I don't think Grandma Lois is anything like Ellen, but you don't. No, I think they. I think they one and the same. I think one. Well, first of all, one of them is like married to one of the kings of hell, and the other one is. I don't know how to really describe our demon friend in this movie to keep it a little spoiler light, but. I definitely think these two, they probably done cross paths at one point. I I don't know who's worse between the two. Maybe we should make that a poll on Spotify. Oh, speaking of, speaking of <laughs> polls on Spotify, you know, I went. So we, for our hereditary episode, let me rewind real quick. Johnny and I had this little, you know, debate We wanted to know if Annie basically, one, did she hate her kids? Like, did she, you know, did she really send Charlie out to die? Or was she just trying to get a moment to herself and just, you know, she just wanted her kid to get some social interaction. We put a poll on Patreon. We put a poll on Spotify. And we also put one on Twitter. So I'm about to pull up these results. Okay. (laughs) on spotify we have a 50 50 split between no she wanted charlie to get out more and i mean either way what was gonna happen happened okay now here's the thing twitter you never fail you never fail to amaze me you guys couldn't figure it out between all of you that voted on this poll and it was three options just like it was on spotify all the same answers 33% of you said yes. She left that girl for dead. 33% of you said no. And then 34% of you said either way chaos ensued. You know what? I guess we'll never know. Left for dead. Girl, she was not left for dead. Left for dead. She, no. She didn't give a fuck about that girl. And she loved that girl. You could tell by the way she was hollering. And yeah, because she was regretful. That. You always be crying extra hard at the funeral. You regret some shit. I witness it all the time. She didn't do that for her mama. She was like, should I be sadder? Is because she ain't regret nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, nope. She 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 clearly said in the movie she did when it came to her mama. See, nope. We should watch Hereditary again. She regretted I'm over. how We're she... We're going to watch it again handled her children not their relationship with her mama there's a in difference in regard to her mom she was like well shit i shouldn't have gave charlie to your ass either 
I just should have kept that no contact rule. But look at me feeling bad and shit. And exactly. look at where we are. All of, it. Oh, wait. You know what? Let's exactly. time out because I almost spoiled it. No, I wasn't saying, um, you know what, to you. I still stand on where I stand. She was regret. <laughs> I'm saying she Would was you like regretting. Put my Ari Ho hat on. No. <laughs> you done? I'm over hereditary. Mm. Just wait till we get to Miss Smart. Just wait till we get to his little comedy movie whenever that comes out. Okay, anyway, guys. <laughs> well, that was supposed to be like 10 hours? My God. And you're going to sit through it and you're going to enjoy it. And no, I'm just saying, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Anyway. Listen, if I won't even sit and watch a four-hour Justice League movie. Those poor unfortunate souls. That won't be me. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. This movie is currently streaming on Epics, Hulu with the subscription, Sling with the subscription, Amazon with the subscription, and Paramount Plus with the subscription. Do you know which version you watch? The extended version on Watch Paramount the extended Plus. version. Cool. I own this one. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get into Park Recommendations. So for this round, of course, I was going to take the easy way out. I wasn't about to stress myself out, but I did find some interesting picks. So I don't know about you, but this is one of my favorite. It's top five. And because of Scream, it did end up getting knocked down a notch and that's okay but this is one of my top five favorite franchises so i would say if there's one you haven't seen even if it's that sixth one god bless that sixth one i would say get into the paranormal activity franchise and my second movie would be area 51 directed by oren pelly who actually directed the very first Paranormal Activity and it's like a producer on all the other ones. I've only seen the first three of this franchise. And I mean, that's not a bad thing. You can live in a world only seeing those first three, but five is a top favorite of mine. I defend four. Nobody really likes four. They say that's kind of like the redhead stepchild. Well, no, 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 no. Not the redhead Six is is the redhead stepchild. Four is like the out of all the siblings, that's the one that kind of looked different from everybody else, but we still love them. Yeah. So, yeah. But I still go up for four because I am a fan of Catherine Newton. I don't know. Christopher Landon, that's the one I think he kind of got like full reigns with writing and directing. And he did a real good job on that one. But, yeah. Speaking of survivors, if you have any park recommendations that you feel like would fit today's ride, you hit us up on our Twitter and let us know. Okay, look, like I just said, this is one of my favorite franchises ever. And I remember seeing this in the movie theater. I had already been on a track record with like seeing all of these. I've seen all of these in the theater except for the fifth one. I don't know what happened that I didn't see it. But even then, this franchise is one that you don't have to see it in the theater to still get that experience if you set yourself up the right way like you know if you watching this in a dark room you by yourself or even if you with somebody but if it's just y'all and y'all in the same room you're gonna start hearing stuff you just like, oh, see no we doing too much and it's just oh. i remember seeing this one in particular with my roommate in college 
and we were in Terre Haute, Indiana. And Terre Haute, Indiana, if you know, you know, it is very barren. Like, it can get very creepy. Like, every night, it just feels like a horror movie. <laughs> and I remember coming out the theater, and I felt the same way I did when I seen the first and the second one. I just felt like I was being watched, and I did not know how to function. Do you remember seeing this for the first time? Um, do I remember seeing this? What year did this come out? 2011. I don't remember seeing this the first time. <laughs> I know I've seen it before. I've seen all three. I just don't remember that time of my life. That was what? Sophomore year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember at all. I just know that I've seen it. I just don't remember. This one is directed by Henry Juice and Ariel Schumann. This is their first horror movie. They were like, okay, so the director of two, he just didn't feel like coming back to do this one. So they was like, okay, we need somebody. So then they found these two. And first of all, like, usually it don't happen like that. Like, usually you get like a short film or maybe something. And I mean, this is low budget and we'll talk about that later. But like, they got lucky. Like, they just came all the way up off this one but then it's written by christopher landon who i mentioned earlier christopher landon he ain't nothing to play with so he's been involved with the franchise since part two but he's been involved in two three four five and seven which explains why six is just anyway but he's also the director and writer of freaky and happy death day so, though, if you like those movies, you already know how Christopher Landon is coming. I'm, like, a super big fan of him. And I know he has something coming out this year. I forget the name of it, but I know it got teenagers in it. I almost want to look it up, but we're going to keep it moving. This one is produced by Jason Blum. We'll talk about him in a hot second. Oren Pelly talked about him earlier in Park Recommendations. And Steven Schneider. Our main cast is Chloe Synergy as Katie, Jessica Tyler Brown as Christy, Lauren Bittner as Julie, Chris Smith as Dennis, Dustin Ingram as Randy, and Haley Foote as Grandma Lois. I always liked how this movie just like cast a bunch of people. We have no idea who these people are. It kind of just adds to like the, is this real factor thing? Even though at this point, like, when they start the movie, we don't even have that, like, title card, like, thanking the families or blah, blah, blah. They're just like, nope, we're going to get right into it, which kind of makes sense when you think about it. This one was shot within the span of six months. And at this point, everybody was on board with the prequel concepts. Because this one is, this one is a prequel to a prequel but it's the third in the trilogy, if that makes sense. It's confusing and it's a lot, but you just gotta ride it out. But anyway, since this was Bumhouse, the film was given a $5 million budget and made $207 million back. I'm pretty sure you done seen like hella Blumhouse movies, even if you haven't realized it, but this is what this man does. Basically, he gives you a real low budget and be like, make it enough. And you better make it enough. Or that's it. I don't see the problem. Sometimes 
it's not a problem. But then sometimes it is. I don't know like how familiar you are with Blumhouse. All of my survivors out there that are, I'm pretty sure. When we say his name, it's just an eye roll that just comes with it. Because it's like sometimes it'd be like, oh, yes, Blumhouse. But most of the time you just be like, oh, you ever seen a movie Truth the Dare with Lucy Hale? Nope. Yeah, it's Blumhouse, and it's just like, oof. Okay. In the defense of this movie, this movie will be the first one to make $8 million off midnight screenings alone. I was just like, damn. I was probably one of them because I showed this was, I think this was the movie that started me on that going to see stuff on Thursday nights because I will always see these movies. Well, no, 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 no. The first one. You know, you had to demand it. And this one, you had to do that same thing, too. This kind of like, I think this is the last one they did that with. But you had to demand it. But I know the second one and the third one, I definitely saw those, like, the Thursday night before they were supposed to come out. I think this is definitely the one that started that for me. But, mm. so when it came to filming this installment of Paranormal Activity, the main thing they were trying to keep in mind is, like, okay, this is found footage. So we got to figure out a creative way of how we're going to shoot this. What is going to be the characters? Why? Because every time we talk about a found footage film, we're always talking about like, well, why are y'all still filming? Does this make sense? Boom, 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 boom. And with Paranormal Activity, the main things that matter in a Paranormal Activity film is how we're filming this stuff, what's happening when we're filming this stuff, and like, kind of like the setup of things. That's become a thing too. So with this version, like the second one, we got more cameras. So it wasn't just in one room and us like following them if they had the camera with them. In this one, we get the little swivel camera. But then on top of that, you know, we're in the 80s, so we're getting the older look. And then the last thing I think this one wins with is that when you think about it and slight spoiler alert, but nothing too deep. Most paranormal activity movies, you're in one house. So you get used to the layout and like what's happening. But in this third one, we get taken from that at the very end. We don't know where we're at. So it just heightens the tension because anything could be around any corner and you feel the danger with these characters. But I think they did a really good job like amping up the tension. I know this one is kind of like a top fade for a lot of people. For me, it is a top fave, but it's not my absolute. I really don't know how I would rank this movie out of all of them. I think I have to go back and watch. Yeah, you got to see. It's like three of them. You got to see first. <laughs> like, yeah, because I mean, like I said, within French, I like franchises that have like sections, if that makes sense. So like with the Paranormal Activity franchise, you can literally have just seen the first three and be fine. But if you're ever curious, it's like you can delve out into four, five, and six. But I would say at least watch up to five. I've added them to me. And look, show. here's the thing. I'm sitting here acting like seven don't exist. Not me being this shady. <laughs> oh, Lord. I literally sat here this whole time. I did not mention seven not once. And seven just Isn't came that out. that one that just came out? Mm-hmm. It's, and here's the thing. Like, seven, it's not bad it's just not your average paranormal activity movie so it kind of just like takes a lot of adjusting to get to oh well 
I promise I'm not this shady in real life. And I promise you I'm lying. <laughs> I was about to say what? <laughs> oh, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, I am kind of lying. But, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Poor seven. I did just, like, this whole entire time, I just, yeah, six movies, six movies, seven is probably over there. Like, what the fuck? Like, do you not? All right. Let's go ahead and let's get in line for 2011's Paranormal Activity. Step in line. Your number is near. Follow the signs. Your time is here. Just ignore it. That's what Christy said. Just ignore it. Girl, no. Christy has a little demon friend. Spoiler alert. Christy has a little demon friend named Toby, so I figured we can see what our little person's name is. We won't call him a friend because we don't know them like that. So, um, yeah. I would like mm-hmm. to not know. Um, You don't have a choice. It's okay. Survivors, you can play if you want to. <laughs> the link is down below. <laughs> like, you guys should see John Nate's face. She is not... <laughs> happy about this okay many of us have inexplicable experiences like seeing shadows at the corner of our eye sensing menacing spirits in an old building or an attic we're just going to answer a few questions and then we'll be right out the way first things first do you believe in the paranormal I am very skeptical of the paranormal. I like to keep an open mind. I've had experiences, but they're more puzzling than scary. I'm very in tune to the spirits around me. I'm very in tune to the spirits around me. I would say I've had experiences, but they're more puzzling than scary. If you have had a paranormal experience, what was it like? I've seen shadows in the corner of my eye and felt unsettling presence around me. I occasionally wake in the middle of the night, glued to the bed with the covers pulled down. Now that you mention it, I've noticed cold spots around my home. No, but my cat seems possessed by some kind of demonic dark matter. I've only ever felt the light of the presence of God. I know that's right. So I see shadows and figures all the time, um, but it's never an unsettling presence. Shit be popping up in my kitchen all the time while I'm cooking. It be freaking me out. But um, but I'm just going to go with I've only ever felt the light of the presence of God because everyone who comes to visit me is benevolent. I know that's right. That's what I'm going with, too, because I was thinking of I occasionally wake in the middle of the night glued down to the bed with the covers pulled down because, you know, sometimes I do have sleep paralysis. But that's that, scary. it is, it is, it, it, girl, girl, I hate it. But that hasn't happened in a long time, and I rebuke the energy that it does happen. I have a friend who told me that she experienced sleep paralysis for the first time in her life, like it was like a couple years ago, and she never experienced before. But then after she broke up with the dude, she stopped having the sleep paralysis. Them demon tests, them soul tests. And I was like, what the fuck? Mm. <laughs> Ooh, child. You know you've been having trouble sleeping. What's keeping you up at night? Reading serial killer Wikipedia pages before bed? 
traumatic events of my past, existential dread, something embarrassing I did like 10 years ago. I haven't had any issues falling or staying asleep recently. I'm just gonna say existential dread. I just be up doing stuff. I get things done at night. Like, it's just my to-do list. And I just be like, I can't sleep. I got so much shit to do. I actually have not had any issues falling asleep or staying asleep. And it has been lovely. I have been rested, okay? Oh my I God. sleep in the middle of the day when I'm supposed to be working. And I, I do that meetings. too. I be taking naps. I be taking naps and still be sleeping all through the night. I'm just like, oh, wow, yeah. You sometimes hear strange noises coming from your house, like in the walls, ceiling, plumbing, or staircase. Technology, like through Alexa or your phone. Places you visit on occasion, like school, work, your parents' house, the woods, your cabin. I don't really hear strange noises. I'll say my house. I'm going to tell you all this experience I had. I don't know if I mentioned this. It was like a, a couple of months ago. Did I talk about this? Probably. I was standing in my kitchen and I was cooking. And I lived by myself. Mm-hmm. TV wasn't on. Nothing was on. And literally it sounds like someone's right behind me in my ear. And it goes. <clears throat> and I jumped. And my heart just like raised. I would have been like, um, excuse me. And I grabbed it and I was like, what the hell? And then I looked over and I was like, listen, y'all need to stop sneaking up on me when I'm in the middle of stuff. You don't pay bills here. (laughs) I would say, I would say the same. I hear sounds, especially in the staircase, but I try to chalk that up to. My neighbors next door are just being loud as hell running up these stairs. And I think like our stairs are like wall to wall. So. Yeah. At my Nana's townhouse, you hear people going up and down the steps and yeah. the neighbors. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird. And then like sometimes you hear the people next door. But my Nana, she was like, it was maybe like a month or two ago. She was um in her room. And in the back room, my aunt's old room, she said she heard singing. And so she turned off the radio in her room. She still heard the singing. And it didn't sound like it was coming from the neighbors. It sounded like it was coming from inside the house. So she walked back into the room and the singing stopped. You would absolutely not stay in an Airbnb if there were... An oddly shaped dark blob on the floor that looks like a dead body, bloody stain. A scrawled message in a guest book. Something happened here in what looks like blood. A tape in the VCR in the kids' room featuring bathroom surveillance footage from 1986. A receipt in the junk drawer for a spiritual cleansing and blessing service. A decrepit old neighbor who tells you the building was once an abandoned Victorian orphanage. F all of the above. Okay, that's what I said. I was like, um, all of these is red flags. I feel like the one is the smartest one to pick is the message in the guest book because I feel like that's the first thing you would see. But also, I'm like, I don't look. At where would I book. see a guest book? 
Like I can see if you're staying in like an Airbnb that's kind of like a B&B. Well, see, I was thinking like if I can make that the equivalent of like looking at reviews and somebody like writes in the reviews like, hey, yo, no, shit went down. Don't do it. And I'd be like, hmm, I will take that into consideration when I'm narrowing down my choices. Yeah, I don't think to get um, because it's like the rest of these is a definite hell no. But that one, I feel like that's the one that I'm gonna catch first. I think if I saw a receipt in the drawer, I'd leave. I don't know if I'd pick that though. Yeah, if it's a VCR, I wouldn't even be staying in there anyway. If we're talking about A, B, and B. If I'm looking at the photos and I see a VCR, we're not staying there. <laughs> I would just be like, what you watching with this VCR? Because that probably means that the furniture has that ugly Myrtle Beach Hotel furniture. I mean, not even that. Like, I could see somebody like just having a VCR, but I would really be like, if I looked around the room, and I see like DVD and Blu-ray collection, but I don't see VHS tapes. I'm like, so what are other tapes at? So why is it just this random one? You just let this evidence out like this? See, no, because that means there are other tapes. That means either you making tapes right now, and I could possibly end up on one, and we gotta get the fuck out of here, or you know, I'll just go with the the junk drawer because I can't. <laughs> I'm going with the something happened here. What's the temperature of the room you are in right now? Is it warm and musty? I'm like, damn, why the hell do they write that? Like, what? <laughs> A little chilly. Uncomfortably cold. I hate saying that works. I can't say it. But anyway, I don't know. It's like room temperature. It's room know. temperature here. It's room temperature. <laughs> it's 75. You've come this far, but it's not too late to leave. If you're feeling uneasy or scared, we understand. What do you want to do? Leave or proceed? I'm leaving. Part of me is like, I ain't no punk. Proceed. But then the other part of me is like, nah, I'm a final girl though. And I know if I leave, I'm still going to end up in the shit. Yeah, because mine just said, nice try, exit denied. Yeah. is making immediate contact. Well, I'll proceed. Jesus. What's your girl's name? Oh, I didn't hit. Okay, let's go. Because it said nice try, exit denied. His name is Clyde. He's 50. I think you should avoid elevators this week. How did he die? This century on the Oregon Trail. I actually like that game. I miss that game. I was like, they have one on the app store, but it's not, it's nowhere near the same. Like, I just want to play good old Oregon Trail. And then he said, have you noticed me? Sometimes I appear as a smudge of black in your peripheral vision. And then you could summon the ghost to your room, but I ain't doing that shit. Um, yeah, no, we're not. My ghost name is Jay Fiddle. He's 65. He liked to protect me. Thank you. Um, he passed in the tanning bed accident. I'm so sorry. Just like Ashley and Ashlyn from Final Destination 3. So sorry. And then, um, you know, he says, have you noticed me? I'm that unknown ID. 
And that's crazy because, you know, I haven't gotten a call from an unknown ID in a hot second. So, you know, just keep me protected, Jay Fiddle. We'd like to extend your car's extended warranty. Mm-mm. None of that. I've had my car for about six, seven years. Extended warranty, warranty, been gone. Stop calling me. Before we get into this ride, it's the end of the month. And I forgot to do this last month, but I didn't forget this time. We're going to hit these Survivor shout-outs real quick. Now, if you're wondering what that is, Survivor shout-outs is when we take a little second to shout-out our Survivors over on Patreon. So, let's get into that. What's up, Cody? Coco! Bianca. Hi, Bianca. Donnell. Donnell, I miss you. Our girl, Brittany. Brittany! My bestie, Nita. Hi, Nita. And Brandon. Hi, Brandon. So once again, I want to say thank you, Patreons. Y'all be holding it down over there. Y'all be giving suggestions. Y'all be getting episodes early. Literally be giving play-by-play thoughts to what y'all be thinking. I love talking to y'all over there. It's a whole bunch of stuff going on on the Patreon. If you want to get in on the action, visit the show notes down below to see how you can join in on that fun. And we'll be shouting you out next month at the end of the month. Boom. Yes, because I'm making something for you guys. Oh, she! I seen it too. It's cute. It's really cute. So, more information down in the show notes. And with that being said, let's get into 2011's Paranormal Activity 3. Katie, Christy, say hi to the camera. Something's going on. Maybe it is. Do the knocking game you showed me, remember? <laughs> How do you do it? I don't know, ask her. I really like that trick. It's not a trick. He's been doing it all day. There was something in the house. Chris is like connected. A real life poltergeist. She's like, Carolyn, I just gotta film this stuff. I set up my cameras around the house, right? I can maybe capture something. Yeah. Julie, watch, watch, watch. See that? What? Oh my God. <laughs> what is going on? Hey, Christy. I saw you talking oh. to somebody. He's my friend. I don't see him. Staring right next to you. Honey, he's not there. This is not simply about Kristen. This is connected to your side of the family. It definitely knows about her. Katie? I'm worried about you and the girls. Somebody say something! I felt like digging in my side. Did you hear that? It's okay. It was Getting out of here. Okay. Just get in the car and drive. So, Janae, when it comes to the paranormal activity trailer, I I have to give a disclaimer because here's the thing: paranormal activity is famous for false trailers. And what I mean by that is anytime you see a paranormal activity trailer, nothing you see in the trailer is in the movie. Never. Ever. And that's why I like this trailer. I fully like, I was not it. expecting you to say that. 
I have to, I've got to say, I was fully expecting you to be like, what the hell? <laughs> no, I liked it because if you think about it, I, if you notice, I've hated every single trailer just about because it shows you everything that's in the And movie. no, I get that. But still, for some reason, I just felt in my soul that you was about to be like, well, why would you do that? I don't. I just really no. don't know. I felt in my soul. You wasn't going to like that. <laughs> it was short, sweet, to the point. Didn't show anything. Like all the clips that were shown of the girls weren't in the movie at all. I feel like it works to an advantage because there are about three trailers, right? There's the trailer of them as kids in the beginning, like playing outside. And then it transitions through different scenes like that. And it ends with them playing Bloody Mary. And you see somebody standing in the bathroom with them. There's a version where uh, Christy is showing Dennis like this little knocking trick, like she knocks on something and then you hear something knock back on the mirror. Then um, Christy's just like talking about like Toby is real. And some of that is in the movie, like when they're sitting at the table and she's like, he is too real, like blah, 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 blah. Then there's um, the third trailer. And this one is real interesting because this is the one that got the girls going, right? This one is Dennis, like, showing footage. I can't remember who he's showing footage to. But then we also get that tiny door scene of, like, him going up to it. And we seeing, like, the triangle with the circle on the ceiling. But we also get the scene of Christy talking to her mom. And she's like, well, why don't you ask him? He's standing right next to you. And she takes a cup of her paint water and throws it on Toby. And you see the water splash on Toby and Toby just fucks the room up. And I remember being like, oh my God, what the fuck? They just showed us all that in the trailer. And we also saw the house catch on fire, which we found out in the first movie, their childhood home caught on fire. So we like, oh, we about to see all that. Now, let me tell y'all something. Rewind. Like I said, paranormal activity, false trailers. You ain't getting shit. We didn't see the house catch on fire, but I have a theory about that. So hold your horses. We didn't see the knocking trick. We didn't see. It was one where like Julie was like, we're leaving and she gets snatched up. We ain't see that. The Christy throwing the water on Toby. And even the um, I don't know if you've seen in your trailer. Did it have the priest in it? And he's, mm-hmm. like, telling them, like, it's connected to Julie. But then Toby, like, starts smashing his head on the table. Mm-mm. The trailers were intense. Like, the trailers really had you thinking, like, God dang. But it works. Because when you think about it, like you said, when you go to the movie, none of that is in there. So you're just completely surprised by what's going on. But also, in regard to the movie, it works because... These are videotapes anyway. So, of course, you're going to show us just random clips from videotapes. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I probably would have been upset if I had saw the trailer with the her throwing the paint water on Toby. And I didn't get that in the movie. Because that would have been interesting. Yeah, because I was just like, oh, because I mean, like, well, what we get, we do get a lot in this movie. But that mm-hmm. one. What the, I mean, what they end up doing with the scene, and I guess we'll talk about it, works as well. But I don't know what I would do if I was sitting with my child and she's painting and she throws water in the air and it lands on something. Oh, I'd get the fuck out. She tried. <laughs> and Toby said, no, bitch. In October of 2005, Katie delivers a box of old videotapes she got after Grandma Lois passed. 
she's bringing them to her pregnant sister, Christy, and her husband, Daniel, because she's moving into her boyfriend, Mika's house. A year later, Christy and Daniel's house is ransacked, and the videotapes are the only thing that is missing. So time out real quick. So remember earlier, I said this is a prequel to a prequel sequel, if that makes sense. So, you know, Christy Daniel, they're from part two. Katie, she was in part one, also in part two. Boom. But here's the thing about this scene. This one was supposed to be in part two. And they were going to open the movie with this scene. But they was like, well, that kind of messes up the entire reveal that Katie is Christy's um, sister. I don't know if you remember part two much, but you don't find out that they're sisters till like the middle of the movie because Katie just pops up over there and you just like, what What the fuck? And then, yeah. yeah. So what they were going to do was show this scene in the beginning of that one. And I'm glad they cut it out because it does like make more impact that you just find out that they're sisters like that. But you get it here and it works just as well because we're watching all of these videotapes that just got stolen. So these videotapes hold footage of a young Katie and Christy with their mother, Julie, and her boyfriend, Dennis. Starting with Katie's birthday in 1988, we see Christy interacting with a little invisible imaginary friend named Toby. We also meet Randy, Dennis's friend, as he is late with meeting Dennis to help him out. So, you know, they decide to play a little friendly prank on him. Christy talking to Toby, we know this is Toby, so we just gonna go ahead and throw that out there. Under the trampoline. I wonder, like, how would you respond, like, seeing a kid just, like, talking to themselves? Like, would you just automatically be, like, demon? Or? I wouldn't automatically think demon, but I would know that my child is probably talking to someone that's dead. Someone or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just like. Um, And so we would have to go through the channels to figure out. Is this a good person? Is this a bad person? Is one of our ancestors? Is the angels? The spirit guide? What are we working with here? Did you have imaginary friends when you were little? Honestly, I don't know. I I don't did, know. But I like I don't remember much about them. But I definitely had two imaginary friends, and I would just like depending on what day it was and who I felt like talking to that day. That's who we was talking to. Yeah, I don't. My mom never mentioned me saying anything about imaginary friends. Mm-hmm. Um, she has mentioned times where I would be in my room and I'd be like, "What's that?" And I'll point to something that wasn't there. Uh, but yeah, no imaginary friends <laughs> that I know. Of. I'm asker. I like that we kind of get. In this scene where uh, the girls are at the table and Christy's asking for an extra bowl for Toby and Dennis is like, oh, Toby needs an extra bowl. And you hear Katie talking about he isn't real just the same way she does in two. Like when Christy starts freaking out when things go to shit and Katie's like, do you want to end up like mom? And it's interesting because, you know, we finally get to see the mom. And it's just like, well, what does she mean by that? And I know this is two. So I know like we're talking about three, but I'm just curious because I'm like, knowing what we know about the mom at the end, like, did she mean dead? Dead. I would say dead because 
Mama ain't believe, and he decided to show up and be like, I am real, bitch. Last thing before we move on, I don't know if you remember from the first and second movie, there's a picture of Katie in that little plaid blue and red dress. We get to actually see them take it in this one. I don't, it's like, <laughs> it's like little fan service like that. You just be like, oh my God, that's why I was so mad that we didn't see that house fire. I was just like, what is happening? Yeah, I like a good fire. Julie's mom is bad in that black dress. I don't know if you peeped I, <laughs> You know me. At this point, <laughs> I didn't seen the movie so many times. I'm paying attention to other stuff. I'm like, their mom is like really cute though. She's a hottie. Dennis is too. I was like, Dennis is a cute. They're a good looking couple. Yeah. Later, Dennis hears a sound somewhere in the house while working on photos, giving us a full layout of the house. Time out real quick. This house, this look like something I want to build on the Sims. Every time I see it, I'm just like obsessed with the layout, like the girl's room being in a loft. I'm not mad at that, even though it's just kind of like weird because it's no door. But I feel like for kids, I'm like, y'all got a loft and a playroom, a bathroom. Like, their room is huge. I didn't, I didn't like spaces like that. I remember looking at a condo that had, it was listed as two bedrooms, mm-hmm. but it literally was kind of just like the house. You have the loft, which is a, be- a bedroom with the mm-hmm. bathroom, and then you have a normal bedroom with yeah. the bathroom. And I didn't like that open field yeah yeah of having a bedroom out in the open like that yeah I I mean in that case if it was me I wouldn't even that loft would have been a whole different area wouldn't have technically been a bedroom but oh it would have been my office craft room area whatever but I just didn't like how they were trying to charge you for a bedroom in a right yeah yeah no no I feel that but as far as like being a kid and having a loft for a room that would only be cute until a certain age because i'll be like that's what i'm saying i need privacy okay yeah any noise i make y'all gonna hear it i can hear everything y'all doing downstairs i'm trying to go to sleep y'all down there drinking and screaming and shit (laughs) then anybody you got company over anybody can walk up here okay (laughs) just nothing going on just (sighs) So Dennis finds Teddy Ruxpin active on the ground. He hears a creaking sound, realizing it's coming from the tiny door on the other side of the girl's room. But when he goes to check it out, he doesn't find anything. Later, Dennis and Julie try to make a little sex tape, but they're interrupted by an earthquake. The camera shows dust falling from the ceiling and lands onto an invisible figure in the room that walks away after a short while. While reviewing the footage, Dennis notices the strange incident, and his friend Randy suggests that Dennis place cameras throughout the house to capture any other strange occurrences and incidents. Okay, now, first of all, this is the first time in Paranormal Activity history that we got a sex tape, girl. The first movie, Katie and Mika, they tried to do it, but Katie was like, no, mm -mm, cut it off. Second movie, Christy and Daniel, they tried to do it. Christy was like, I was kidding. Cut that shit off. Julie, she was about it. She was like, oh, okay, we could do it. We could get down with it. But then, okay, I remember my sister 
because at first I was just like, okay, well, I guess we're just going to stay here while they get the girls for the earthquake. And my sister pointed it out to me. And as soon as it like moved away, everybody was like, oh, oh, I love theater experiences like that. They just be so fun when like everybody's just trying to, at this point, we know what to expect from a paranormal activity movie. And everybody's just like along for the ride. But time out. I don't know if you noticed. Did you notice the shape of Toby? It wasn't a normal person. Yeah, it looked weird. Like when I when I seen it for the very first time, it looked like Sam was falling on the head in the shoulder outline. But the last few times I've watched it, I've started like moving my eye over to like to look the at left. the rest of it. Yeah, to the yeah. left, like into the closet area. And I'm like this don't look like a humanoid like a humanoid at least like got human i don't know no no they don't have Mm-mm. human features this just oh no i mean it's more like a beast didn't you hear the growling and shit no i heard the growling but i'm saying like if i was expecting Toby to be like a humanoid type deal that's not the shape we going for it so that's what makes me think well, what the no Mm-mm. christy you ain't scared of this girl you just be talking to this thing at night like <laughs> what's happening after dennis tries to show julie what happened she brushes it off and demands he deletes the other spicy content randy enters the chat again and you know he just like us is very shocked that we got this sex tape and after investigating the tapes this is when the rest of the cameras are set up so now we have cameras in the girls room and then we got a camera in julie and dennis's room so now we'll get started with night number one so this night girls bedroom the tiny you can hear the tiny door open like if you Sit in there, it's quiet enough. You hear the tiny door open and Christy wakes up. She goes and where the camera is, you don't see the tiny door, but you can tell like that's where she's at. And she's just talking to Toby off camera. And obviously you can tell like this girl, she didn't talk to this demon before. Like she ain't scared. They ain't asking each other's names. I mean, we seen her talking to him like earlier in the movie, but they cordial. This is very super casual. I can't remember if it's this exact part, but you can kind of tell like Toby is asking about David. Like, do you like David? And she's like, he's sweet. I'm like, oh, what you asking about David? I mean, not David. What you asking about Dennis for? Like, now hold up. What's the trying to make sure Dennis not a threat? Speaking of, when Dennis questions her the following day, Christy tells him that it was Toby and he's old like grandma, but don't call him fat. Don't cross the line there. She declines any further interview because she says if she tells too much, she'll be in big trouble. Again, Dennis tries to tell Julie, but she writes it off as imagination. Dennis and Randy, they hear a noise while they're in the garage working on videos and thinking it's coming from a closet in Dennis's room, Julie rushes at them with a mask scaring the two. I think they had this in a trailer, like cut kind of, sort of. Because I remember seeing it in the theater and I remember like being like, oh, this is that part. But I was still like kind of scared, though. Like you're just waiting on it because they hold it for such a freaking long time. But also, I do have to say, I like that this movie gender swaps a little bit 
the past two movies, we've been having the female trying to like convince the guy. Well, actually, no. Because I feel like in the first movie, both of them were kind of like, mm, something that's right here. But Mika, he just wanted to play with shit and figure it out. And then in the second movie, you definitely had Allie trying to convince her parents that there was something going down. But I do like in this one that we got a guy doing it and it's not a girl again. So I'll just say that. And now let's get into night five real quick. Toby, you know, the camera is like from Julie and Dennis's room and you just hear shit. And Toby seems to be out in the hall, flashing the lights, running around. Mind you, mind you, the girls are out in the tent. So it's not the girls. The girls are outside. Only people that's in the house is Julie and Dennis. And the lights are on. You hear footsteps. Julie wakes up because she's like, okay, is that them? Did they come back in the house? She has Dennis go and check. Dennis goes to check. Julie's like, okay, I don't hear nothing. What's going on? Mm, Okay. Julie gets up, about to go check on them, but then she hears something coming from like her bathroom in the opposite direction. And I do like this scene because like when she walks off screen, we don't see her anymore. We only see her reflection in the mirror. And as she's doing that, their bedroom door is starting to slowly close and you just like, oh, shit. But then we get jump scared because Dennis just comes rushing into the room. They go outside. They get the girls, bring them in. That's done. That's through. The next day, Grandma Lois comes by. And of course, y'all know she a mama. She a nanny. Y'all, y'all know the thing. She on that good BS. She asking Julie about Dennis's whereabouts. Julie is like, you know, he's out going to get some more film. Grandma Lois is like, with your credit cards? I'm like, first of all, girl, that's them demon dollars anyway. So what you, what's the problem? Y'all got, it's endless, ain't it? Y'all, y'all got it. It don't matter. Anyway, <sighs> Grandma Lois, she just going in on poor Dennis while he not even in the room. And then she just switches it up, pressing Julie to have another child, specifically a son. Julie like, baby, no, like I'm not, no, it's not happening. So, mm. I would feel some type of way watching that back. Really? If I was Dennis. I would too. Heck yeah. I'm like, girl, why you not you smiling in my face and talking shit behind my back? Right. <laughs> Cause even I mean, like, it seems like we've seen Grandma Lois and Dennis interact briefly when she was filming him at Katie's birthday party. And they seem to get along just fine. But I'm just like, well, dang, girl, like this is how you feel like. And my thing is, I kind of feel like if the main goal, because obviously we in spoiler territory, if the main goal is you just want her to get pregnant and have a son, would you care who is by? Like, does that matter? Don't you just want her to be with somebody so she could procreate? I mean, you still got to have standards. This is true. I mean, yeah, I get that. But I'm just like, <laughs> you know, like she got two kids. still standards <laughs> i understand that and i'm not saying just because she has two kids she has to lower her standards i'm just saying the fact that david just up in here they telling each other they love each other it's so cute like they are so cute with each other he loves those girls for real mm-hmm. and you ain't gonna find that too often you gotta be careful bringing niggas around your kids like yeah okay so that's what i'm saying so if i find somebody that's down for my kids the way dennis is down for katie and christy um 
keep recording your weddings, babe. (laughs) (laughs) Night seven. So it is, it's completely silent in the house. Y'all know how it is. We trying to figure out what's going on. A noise wakes Dennis up. He gets up. He's starting to look around. He got the camera. Everything seems normal. He's in the kitchen like he downstairs. He looking out the kitchen window. I fully expected something to be there. Don't ask me why, but I was just like, I'm scared. But (laughs) he turns away. And, you know, when he does, he hears like the blinds do like, you know how blinds like just like clatter together? Mm hmm. It was like that. So, you know, like everybody's startled. Like he's just, oh, shit. He turns around. He checks the blinds again. Everything seems fine. That's done. That's through. Randy comes back over suggesting that, you know, Dennis then told him about the whole blind thing, what happened last night. And Randy's like, hey, yo, you need to put a camera downstairs because you're missing all the good shit that's going on, probably. So, I mean, now we got three cameras and this is where we get the brand new camera, the gimme for this movie, the camera that swivels back and forth. So we get the view of the kitchen and we also get a view of like the living room in the foyer area. This is also where Randy name drops Bloody Mary and Katie started getting ideas. And I'm like, okay, Katie, I'm telling you right now, that is not what you want, sis. I'm telling you right the fuck now. <laughs> now I'm telling you. I, I, I played Bloody Mary, but I'll talk about it after I wrap this up real quick. So Katie bribes Christy to play Bloody Mary with her after, you know, first of all, Dennis told you not to touch this damn camera. You hard head, Katie. Said, do not touch the camera. What do you do? Touch the camera. So they get the camera. They bring it inside their little bathroom that's in their room. And they in the dark. And they say Bloody Mary's name. And I think it's so cute because Christy says it like an extra time. She's like, sorry. (laughs) Christy is so adorable in this movie. That's such an adorable little girl. But yeah, so as soon as they do it, they hear Julie, their mom, calling their name. Grandma's here, da 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 And you can even, I do like this scene because Julie's like, did you move Dennis's camera? And they're like, yeah. And Julie's like, it's okay. Well, I'll just move it back. You know, you weren't supposed to move that. I just like, she's a cool mom. She's cute, super cute. But anyway, the whole time this whole conversation is happening, they done left out the bathroom. The camera is still there recording. And you're fully expecting, you're watching the door that they just walked out of. But it's a whole nother door on the other side that just slams shut. And I remember being in the theater. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I was in, I love when movies do I stuff recall like that, seeing this, watching this today. You didn't see that scene? No. No? That's why I'm like, the Bloody Mary scene. They didn't, the only Bloody Mary scene that I saw was with, with Randy. Yes. Yeah, they do it twice. No. Mm-hmm. And the one I saw today, it was only the once. Yeah, they do it twice. So yeah, oh wow. Is this gonna be like Hill House LLC? That's why I was like, when did so you, did you see the Mary with Christy? So did you see the scenes with the blinds? Cause I know that scene isn't no, I the... didn't. I, that's why I was like, oh, wow. I'm just sitting here like <laughs> the blinds. What are you talking about? <laughs> so yeah, so that happens. So, but yeah, no, I okay, so I went to a holiness school, right? And child we was we was good but we was kind of bad like level two bad so I remember we had a little base it was a basement one little but there was a basement and a bunch of us had went into the bathroom and now the bathrooms in the basement were creepy because the whole basement was kind of like very cement-ish and gray 
Like only the first part of it was painted. The second part was like that gray cement. So the bathrooms, the girls' bathroom was pink. The boys' bathroom was like that school green color. You know what I mean? Like that old school, school green. Like, yeah, you know exactly what color I'm talking about. Like eraser chalkboard green. Yeah. So we're in the girls' bathroom. It's super creepy down there because it's probably like two lights. I'm trying to paint the scene for you because this bathroom, like this is the bathroom you go and hurry up and get the fuck out because no. <laughs> so it's like four, five of us up in there. We do the Bloody Mary, bitch. When I say soon as they said it the third time, somebody screamed. All of us went screaming and ran. I was terrified. I, I think I was like in... I think I had to, I know I went to that school from kindergarten to third grade. And I feel like this was something we did in first grade. And I was just terrified. I was petrified. I'll never do no shit like that again. First grade. Oh yeah. Girl, it was on. We was, yes. We <laughs> <laughs> so night number eight, Christy is up playing with Toby. Girl, she's standing on tables. <laughs> She's having a time of her life until Katie catches her and she goes to bed. Julie finds Christy painting in her room the next day and asks her about last night. Like, girl, you was having a whole little party. I seen you. But Christy, she's like, well, I mean, you can ask Toby yourself. He's standing right next to you. And now here's the thing. I do like what they ended up doing with the scene. So this is where in the trailer we would have got Christy splashing the water. But I do like this more because, like I said, if she just said that to me, I'd be like, now, wait a minute. Where is he? He where next to me? I don't see nobody. What you talking about, sis? What's going on? No, that's creepy. Don't be doing that. <laughs> Meanwhile, Dennis and Randy browse through books. Randy failed to check out of the library. Nigga, how you stealing from the library? It's a thing. You did that before? I would neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> Night number 10. Julie goes downstairs for a little midnight snack on the other side of the camera's range in the foyer, like the living room area. You see a light at the top slowly fade on and just starts to swing. Like first is real light, but then it kind of get kind of aggressive just a little bit. And then the whole time she doing it, well, the whole time this is happening, not she's doing it. Julie is sticking her hand down the garbage disposal i guess she must have dropped something so you watching julie struggle sticking her arm down the garbage disposal and you also watching this light just swing on the other side of the room and all of a sudden the light just busts and everybody's like well what the fuck just happened i was like oh shit. i didn't know what was gonna happen and it took me a minute i know when i first watched the movie i didn't realize she was like digging in the garbage disposal i was paying attention to that light because i was like girl you don't see that I feel like you would be able to see that from where you're standing in that kitchen. You don't see this happening over here? No? Okay, bet. The next day, Dennis joins Christy for a little tea time, nearly sitting on Toby. Knowing Toby is in the room, Dennis still tries to get Christy to talk about him. Like, he ain't sitting right there. Girl, as soon as she would have been like, Toby's right there, I would have been like, oh, you know what? I'm going to talk to you later, Pimp. A few moments later, Katie comes in teasing Christy about Toby, thinking shit is a game. Katie taunts Toby after Christy tells her he's behind the tiny door. She goes in and fucks around and finds out real quick. <laughs> 
I'm sorry, but when she gets stuck in that little area and Christy is standing, because the way the camera is, once again, Katie didn't touch the damn camera. So the way the camera is positioned, you only see the door, but then you just see Christy, but you can't see like the top of her. You only see her little body. And she's like, you shouldn't have done that. And Katie's just screaming her head off. She's like, it's not me. It's Toby. I was cracking up. I was like, that's what you get. I remember the theater. Like we was all kind of like chuckling at that part. So Julie comes in. She hears the noise. She's like, what are y'all doing? Stop this shit. Cut it out. At this point, she done moved the camera and is sitting in front of like Teddy Ruxpin. Because remember, Christy was having a little tea party. When she gets the girls like out of the room, all you see is Teddy Ruxpin. But then like the tiny door just like slams shut. But that view of the Teddy Ruxpin, something about it bothers me. I don't like it. I feel like it just looks real evil and menacing. Did you ever have one of those? No. I didn't either. That wasn't a toy for me. I mean, obviously, this is the 80s. We weren't even, we were nowhere near thought of yet. But I'm pretty sure they was probably still making it by the time we came on the scene. Later that night, Lisa, the babysitter, comes over as Julie and Dennis go out. Lisa tells the girls a ghost story. Knowing the cameras are there, she also flirts with Dennis. After putting the girls to bed, Lisa goes downstairs, where after a while we see a figure, it's kind of like a ghost under a sheet, can be seen on the other side of the living room, like the little camera angle. Lisa's in the kitchen, so we see the ghost on the other side. As the camera's going back and forth, we see the ghost ends up right behind Lisa, but deflates right as she turns around to look at it. Going upstairs to see if it was the girls maybe playing a prank, Lisa hears the tiny door creaking and walks over. After having a gust of wind, or what I think is breath, blown in her face, she promptly waits that ass at the door to leave. She played no, no. Mm -mm. I would have done the same thing. Let's rewind real quick. I know you probably didn't catch this, but when Lisa first comes in and Katie like introduces her into the house, she's like, I want to show you my beads I got for my birthday. Now, anybody else out there knows that like Katie has this obsession with beads. Like in the first movie, her and her friend, like they're making bracelets. In the second movie, it's not really about Katie. I don't think they bring it up. Or maybe... Did she make her sister like a bracelet or something? Necklace. Yeah, I know. I know it's a necklace, but I'm like, so yeah, there's a running little bead joke. Anyway, Lisa was ready to fucking go. Her ass was sitting right by the door. She didn't care. They was asking her. They was, she damn near didn't even take the money. That's how scared that girl was. No, I would have still took the money for the emotional damage. That whole ghost under the sheet scare is funny because she was just acting like a ghost with the girl. So I know she was probably really thinking like it was one of them, but I just don't know how I would have functioned. Cause how do you even explain that? Cause even on the camera the next day, they like, she ain't say nothing. They like, no, she ain't say shit. She was just out. Like she was gone. But uh, mm -mm. I would, mm. and you know, I always keep blankets around. I got blankets everywhere. I would fall the fuck out if I was ever in my kitchen and a blanket I know for a fact was in the front room ended up behind me. Burn it down. I'd be calling my spiritualist. Mm -mm. Somebody call somebody. 
night 12 several shots are you know shown in the bedrooms living rooms y'all know how this go at this point christine's not in her bed where's this little girl at christy is standing on the countertops in the kitchen she back in the going up to the bedroom walking on the banister gets to the end and i'm like christy what are you doing why the fuck did this little girl jump off the second story thing like just jump all the way to the bottom but guess what toby's at the bottom fucking catching her and she's running back and forth just doing it until katie again wakes up and she's like girl what are you doing she's like nothing and then she goes to bed i remember seeing this the first time and i was like my breath because i was like oh wait katie yeah so this second one where she's jumping off the banister and getting caught you know so you never seen her like she's walking on this because you know they room is like the law She's mm-hmm. like walking on the side and then she gets to the end and she just stands there and then she just laughs. She just opened her arms. She just jumped. I was mm-hmm. like, I didn't see that. Jesus. Damn, we're going to have a Hill House LLC situation on our hands. So like I said earlier, Dennis shows Randy this footage. They just like, what the fuck is happening here? Like what? Who? Okay. So now they decide to not tell Julie because if they tell Julie and show her all this evidence, because you got Lisa and the babysitter, you got Christy jumping off of shit, she's going to be like, yeah, no, take these cameras down. We're not doing this. So now we move to night 13. It's storming outside. Toby comes creeping from the tiny door. Christy wakes up. She walks to her mom's room and she stands there for damn near an hour, maybe some more than that, before going back into her room to talk to Toby. And she's like, no, Toby, I'm not doing this. I don't want to talk to you no more. Like, period. When I say, first of all, why does little girl Shasta back to her bed? Like, she literally told him no, turned around and walked back. She was not scared of him. She's not phased by Toby at all. The following day, Dennis finds this symbol. It's the triangle with the circle inside, drawn on the ceiling inside that tiny door. At this point, Christy has fallen ill, resulting in Julie and Dennis taking her to the hospital and leaving Katie home with Randy. So Katie, you know, because first time these plans got spoiled, Katie decides to play Bloody Mary again with Randy up in their bathroom again. And, you know, nothing happens on the first attempt. And Katie was like, OK, let's try that again. And they standing in the dark for a minute. And all of a sudden you hear this growling and you just I don't know what the fuck type sound this was because it wasn't like, no, rah, like, I don't know what the fuck it was, but you just hear this And Randy gets a large scratch on his stomach. Like, it's just, it's right there. It's like scar, like, boom. The two are about to leave the bathroom, but a black figure rushes past the door and the door just violently bangs until the noise just finally stops. Katie is fucking traumatized, but I do have to give it to my girl because the second time when Toby rushed past the door, she closed that door so fucking fast. She was not playing, okay? but my girl she traumatized randy goes to investigate when he does get out there everything seems cool calm and collective but homie it's motherfucking not the furniture just starts violently getting flung across the room the lights get shut off randy he don't know what to do he you can like hear it in his voice he is breaking down about to start crying like third time he checks Nothing happens. Him and Katie get the fuck out of there. She's still crying. She apologizing for even making him play in the first place. See, Katie, I told you. 
fuck around and find out. And then, girl, I wouldn't have did shit after I got locked in that little tiny door. I wouldn't have been doing nothing like that, okay? Anyway, Randy, he's upset, rightfully so. He didn't get scratched up. He cleaning up this furniture. This girl got him playing Bloody Mary. First of all, he was supposed to be having a regular day. He got to come over here and watch her. It's just, it's a lot. After Julian Dennis come back, Randy goes off on Dennis like, you need to fucking do something about this because this shit is dangerous. And he leaves. He's just like, yeah, I'm the smart character in the movie. I'm getting the fuck out. Dennis immediately tells Julie that the symbol belonged to the witch's coven. And, you know, they be brainwashing girls. They be trying to make them have sons once they're childbearing age. Then they got to make them give them up. Like, it's just all this stuff. Like, you don't know this? And Julie's like, hey, yo, you sound crazy. Stop this shit. You scaring my kids. They arguing. Meanwhile, Toby terrorizes Katie. So this is the thing. Christy and Katie are running through the house. Katie just bumps into Toby. Like, we don't see Toby, but she just, like, bounces off of him. And you can tell this girl is fucking terrified. Toby yanks the fuck out of Katie by her hair. She's screaming. Because Julie and Dennis are arguing, they can't hear her screaming. She comes in crying, talking about Toby pulling my hair. Julie's like, all right, cut the cameras. Dead ass. That's it. It's over. So Dennis fucked up because I wouldn't have started off talking about some fucking demonology. You're not going to get nobody to listen to you. You're right. Like that. You should just show the footage first. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't understand you should have definitely showed her that footage of fucking Christy jumping off of the second story floor and giggling and coming back like shit wasn't wrong. Like, Yeah, I didn't see that. And so now that you're saying it, it's like I, I vaguely remember seeing that in another version I watched, but the version mm-hmm. I watched today, and I didn't Yeah. PA is, well, okay. I think, because I want to say two has an, unrated version as well i know one doesn't one just has three alternate endings we're not gonna sit here and dwell on it mm-hmm. we'll figure it out when we get to those movies <laughs> on to night 14 so a tv cuts on in julie's room while she's asleep dennis is in a garage he has headphones on there's a method to the madness stick with me toby comes peeping through the tiny door creeps up on katie's sheets he's like up under there like you see him like lifting up and then they just go flat This wakes Katie up. So she's just like, something not right. All of a sudden, you just start seeing stuff in the girls' room moving. Like, you see papers blowing. Like, toys are starting to move. Like, it's stuff happening. But the funniest part of all, and it wasn't funny when I first seen it. Did you notice that Toby put, like, the cult symbol on their light bright? Mm -hmm. As soon as he did that, he was like, I bitch, playtime. The room just went nuts. Katie gets fucking snatched. She's screaming. Christy's like, ignore it. Like, Christy's like, you just gotta get a hold of yourself, sister. Like, mind you, these kids are fucking screaming. David has these headphones on. He can't hear. Julie's in her room and the TV's playing white noise. So to her, she's having a lovely dream right now. These poor little girls, especially Katie, because she didn't get snatched up like two, three times. The room, the bedroom's getting shifted around. Like, Christy has to go stand up and tell Toby that she's going to do whatever it was that he asked her to do. And that's the only way she was able to get Toby to stop terrorizing Katie. 
I was like, this is fucked up. So apparently, what the plan was, Toby wanted the girls to ask to go over to grandma's house. So the next day, Christy asked her mother to take them over there. But Julie's like, no, baby, we not. I don't care if Toby asks you to go. We not going over there, baby. No. When there's a will, there's a way. As we've seen from the movie Hereditary, the cult is going to figure it out. Julie's mom calls Grandma Lois and she's like, why you ain't coming over? Julie's like, hey, yo, we got life. We got to figure this out. My house is in shambles. Girl, just wait a second. Somebody knocks at the door. She goes to answer it and she comes back. Everything in the kitchen is gone. Now, mind y'all, she just hung up the phone. She was just standing at the table. The table is gone. That The kitchen looks like they just moved in. Like the house is brand new. Nothing's there. And if you've been paying attention to the kitchen, you've seen it was hella shit in that kitchen. Mm-hmm. Not three seconds later, everything in the kitchen comes crashing down to the ground. Now, time out. I feel like, obviously, in the second movie, we get the um, scare with the cabinets. And all the cabinets just shoot out. So in this movie, I wouldn't say that I was necessarily expecting that. Because when she walked back and the first time I seen that that whole thing was clear and everything came crashing down. I was just like, damn, they was like, we're going to top ourselves this movie, huh? But no, Julie was like, no, bitch, no, we're leaving. Get the girls, whatever toys you're going to get, girl, you better get them because we getting out. So once at Grandma Lois' house... They're getting settled in. They're having some apple pie in the works. Grandma and the girls are playing dress up, getting Christy prepared for a wedding as Toby's bride. When Julie finds out who the groom is, she is enraged and immediately shuts it down, sending the girls to bed. Dennis sets up another camera in their little guest bedroom. They're not allowed to sleep together, y'all. Like they in these two twin beds, but they end up like, getting in one bed i'm like i know that was uncomfortable it ain't no room like jesus but anyway that was college life shit i hated them twin extra long beds (laughs) it was when i say like that was the dumbest like mm. and my boyfriend at the time was like six foot something dang dang (laughs) like feet dangling off the dent like it was it was real bad it was we were both skinny so it was fine but no it didn't matter because it was just like i (laughs) we made it work we made it work like thank god for the bed that i have now because i'd be all the way spread out bjb all tucked away and nice i'd be like this (laughs) like the only time i sleep compact is when i'm sleeping not in my house it's so weird like if i'm spending the night at somebody's house if even if i like go home now like I sleep tight and compact but in my room baby mm, I need every corner every inch okay (laughs) so yeah so it's late at night Julie and Dennis are awoken by the sound of cars pulling up Julie goes to investigate because she like hey yo they loud they gonna wake my kids up I ain't trying to deal with that after a while Dennis goes to look for her because she ain't come back so I did not like how Grandma Lois was standing right there. Because <laughs> cause Paranormal Activity does such a good job at like hiding stuff. It's almost like the scene of Hereditary with Annie up in the corner. You just like, now, wait a minute, hold up. That's a person right there. 
Dennis calls for Julie and the girls, but there's no answer. Downstairs, Dennis noticed a human silhouette behind the curtain, but when he goes to look, there's no one there. He finds strange pictures on the wall, including the same symbol from the girls' room, the triangle with the circle, which had been, um, you know, concealed behind the paintings that Christy was messing with earlier. Dennis enters the garage, complete darkness. Soon as he turns on his camera light, old ladies, boom, everywhere. First of them, one of them was ready to go because she immediately started charging towards him. But what did Dennis do? He got the fuck out of there. He was out. And the soon as he closed the door, one of them was like, damn, you're right there. I was just like, damn. So <laughs> at the top of the staircase, he finds Julie and, you know, he's just like, OK, Julie, um, hello. He walks up the stairs. Julie's levitating. Julie gets hurled towards Dennis. And now everybody's taking a tumble down the stairs. It's just like, what the fuck is happening? Oh, my God. You like the camera is taking you on the full ride. You seeing everything going on like the camera is flipping through the stairs, all of that. Dennis, he's just like, OK. I don't know what the fuck just happened, but Julie, she looks like she's dead. I'm trying to cry, but I'm also trying to get the fuck out because this shit is weird. Where are the girls? He ends up seeing Christy. Him and Christy, they go hide in the closet. Christy's crying. It's just, have you ever tried to get a kid to be quiet while they crying? How are you going to tell her to be quiet with that bright ass camera light? Like you can't see the camera light through the door. Under the door. I'm saying under. Oh, yeah. You right. You right. So when he finally gets her to be quiet, you can hear like Toby outside of the door, banging on the door, growling, all of that. But he eventually leaves. The two try to leave, but Toby's like, yeah, gotcha, bitch, running past the door. See, I'm like, no, see, I can't take this type of torture. I will just simply pass away on the spot. I can't deal with this. This this is not my final girl round at all. No. (laughs) So Dennis and Christy leave the closet and they they are like trying to book it through this house and this is what i spoke about earlier so like usually by the third act we're used to being in whatever setting we've been in throughout the whole movie so we kind of know the layout of the house we in grandma lois house we ain't never been over here it's twists and turns it's doors we didn't walk past this window it's bitches in the back around the bonfire it's another one just standing right there about to come in the house like it's too much going on we done found katie she's standing over by her mom dead body then when we go over there she got a little possessed face like she did in the first movie just doing the most just like damn bitch so huh when she does that dennis ends up getting his legs like crushed or so he can't use his legs y'all he's army crawling everywhere he tries to go back i don't know why he tries to go back but he tries to go back for katie When he does, Grandma Lois just like pulls up in front of him, just like blocking his way. All of a sudden, Dennis just gets his back cracked in the worst way. Like I damn near was like, damn, that looked like that might feel good. But also that's way too far. Like I look like them ballet videos when a girl's be on the floor and they'd be like arching their back all the way back. But it didn't look as graceful as she looked fucked up. Yeah, it mm, you just hear the whole spine just. Like, I wish I had a crack for you to do that. I could just, ooh, like, it just, that's what it was. It sounded just like that. Like, ooh, ah. Grandma Lois stands there. She reaches her palm out. Katie comes. Christy comes through the other way. And Christy's like, come on, Toby. And then Grandma's like, let's go get ready. 
and they walk upstairs. Dennis is just laid out. Julie just laid out. And we just stand there for a few seconds and we hear Toby fucking growling and the camera statics out. And that was Paranormal Activity 3. And I just remember sitting there in the theater because once the movie cuts off, you just get that like tone. I don't know what to call it. Like it's not static, but it's just like a, I don't know to call it when I don't know it's it's the tone that be playing before something crazy happens it goes yeah it's like it's synonymous with paranormal activity movies Mm -hmm. it doesn't get louder like how it normally does it just stays low it just makes you feel like shit ain't safe (laughs) I feel like a lot of this could have been avoided had he just showed her the tapes off rip versus trying to solve everything himself like he wasn't even trying to solve anything he was just trying to get footage at this point yeah so serves you right and you know what different from the first movie it's not like he's like mika to where he's like trying to provoke the demon either he's just literally like you said just trying to catch this shit on tape because we can't believe this shit that's going on and i don't understand julie how you not with the program like hello but also he didn't give her evidence he was just saying weird shit happened but you didn't show her all of the weird shit that happened you she literally only seen dust. that one tape yeah yeah you would say and then you talk about some oh man no we're not gonna i don't want to show her because she'll shut all this down no cameras you need to shut the down and get out the fucking house that's what you need to do well, okay honestly that's what needs to happen you was worried about shutting it down because you can't record anymore Right about the wrong damn thing. Yeah. This movie, I feel like it does a really good job carrying the franchise, especially because when you think about it, like nobody knew this was going to happen from that first movie. Like this, this literally could have been a one movie franchise. But as far as like carrying the story, the lore expanding on it, like this was a really smart idea going back to them being kids. Because I don't know. I don't know. I think... At this point in time, it hadn't been done. So this was something totally new and they knocked it out. Yeah, I definitely love Paranormal Activity. It's one of the ones that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, Scream will always be the one, not the two. So, <laughs> And I mean, well, to be fair, because Paranormal Activity, this is one that we actually grew up with. You know what yeah. I mean? Like this was like Scream. We were babies, so that's when we, like, grew into. For me, A Nightmare on Elm Street and Chucky, obviously, I was nowhere near here to witness them as they were going on. But these movies, like, it's, they, well, okay, a lot of other franchises are too. But these are still being made, and we're kind of like the people who are seeing Scream or any other franchise that's getting rebooted and stuff now. we like, dang, I remember when this was, like, new new like you know what i'm saying i get it i get it i get it ratings this movie got a 5.8 out of 10 on imdb a 66 percent on rotten tomatoes a 2.6 out of 5 on letterboxd and a 59 percent on metacritic 83 percent of google users like this movie johnny what do you give paranormal activity three I give it an 80. Oh. <laughs> I, was, I don't know what I was expecting. I was not expecting that. Well, I 
I struggle rating this one because obviously um, it's in my favorite franchise. I don't have any issues with this movie, but I also is not 100 material to me, if that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, because it's like for some and it's not 95. It's like I'm cool with giving this a 90. Like 90 tickets works for me for this. So that's what we're going to leave well, it 90. My first 80 of the season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go ahead and step into the souvenir shop. Thanks for writing. Before you go, take a detour into the souvenir shop. For this episode, I'm going to be honest with you. I literally sat here thinking, like, if it was anything I could take from this movie, I don't think I want to take shit from this movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Like, the aesthetic is nice. Like, uh, no, because mm, it's like I'm not walking around with that cult symbol on me. You're not doing that. Mm, no thanks. Um, that Teddy Ruck spin is creepy. That light bright. If I'm telling you, if I walk in a room. And my light bright got some wild ass symbol on there, but no, <laughs> absolutely not. No, we not doing that. <laughs> As always, you can see the poster art to these films on our IG when we post them. Let's go right ahead and get into park recommendations. That is not what it's called. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, with that being said. That was short. Let's do these park announcements. Oh, we made it through another theme. That's the second theme of the year. Oh, all right. It's time for a new theme. And I just want to say thank God for John May because she came through because this thing was not named at the start of this episode. <laughs> and now it is. We are getting into our February theme. And you know, usually, and I'm not throwing no shade because I ain't heard nobody else's lineup yet. So if y'all doing some Valentine's Day stuff, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But y'all know us for our February theme, we are doing Return of the Set. Not the Mac, the Set, okay? Everybody in this theme comes back at some point. We talking, ooh, I cannot wait for the first movie. The first one is probably my favorite out the bunch. And that's a hard, that's hard. Ooh, because the last one, that last one, I like that last one. But we are talking about- I have about... seen both of those. <laughs> no, I'm excited for this month because you've seen all the all movies except one. Except, yeah. Yeah. And I, I haven't seen either version. I've so. seen all the movies except one too, but I'm not going to say what it is. It'll probably be easy to figure out though. But <laughs> <laughs> our first movie and our February theme is Tamara from 2005. I fucking love that movie. Oh my God. Our next movie is Death Becomes Her from 1992. And we'll have a special guest on that episode. Number three in the lineup is Pet Cemetery, but we don't know which version we're doing yet because our lovely patrons are going to pick that version and we'll let you know when that park theme comes out. And our last movie for February, we are doing Jennifer's Body. Oh my God, I love that movie. I just watched it like last week. 
I am super excited for all the movies that we are going to be talking about in February. We just knocked out January's theme. Let us know what you thought about all the movies we covered this past month. Let us know what you think about the movies we are about to cover this month. You can hit us up on all of our socials. That is D180 Podcast on IG, Twitter, TikTok. And you can email us at Destination180Podcast at gmail.com for any collabs, feedback, any of that do not forget i'm gonna go ahead and add since it's the end of the month leave us a review boo let them know how you feel about us like so far y'all been so kind we got five stars all across the board but on spotify you can also leave a review as well so you know make us look good on there too that's it we ain't gonna ask you for nothing else make sure you pick up your trash on your way out the park so we ain't gotta pick it up mm. <laughs> yeah i don't like picking up at people so. We will see you next time when we get into our new theme. Bye, y'all. I'll see you soon.